Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Talking about multiple subjects as well as many other features and your remedy is in the law. Any remedies in the world is just one of a couple dozen websites that all together make up Americans Restoring America. So there's quite a bit for you to see, and we hope that you'll do just that at your leisure. If you have any questions about whether or not we have an information provider that could give you their personal educated opinion about your particular situation, get a hold of us at yourremediesinthelaw.com. We'll be happy to assist you in any way that we can. Statewide communications. If you're not already a member, please do sign up. Tell your friends and family about it. That's that map of the United States that you see on virtually every site that we have. Private communications platform that enables folks to speak with one another on a local level based on a very strict, predecided topics of discussion. Essentially, how it works is this. A wizard will walk you through a very easy setup. You know, put your name in here, click next. Put your zip code in here, click next, that sort of thing. Then it will walk you... Uh, uh, I'll walk you through the, the remainder of the setup. And then you get to a point where it will ask you, what are your hot points? What are you interested in? Uh, this could range anything from uh, credit card issues, uh, home foreclosure, uh, IRS matters, asset protection, uh, or maybe veterans' rights, uh, maybe personal health rights, uh, anything that you can think of. And if it affects your personal rights in one way or another, you should find it in that list or something that's close enough. When the setup is complete, it puts it all together. That's how you think of a, a social network, uh, though nothing like a social network. It's very custom. It's very private. And then it puts you in contact with people in your local area that have similar interests to you. The, the idea here is to put the power of education and communication back in the hands of the common man. If you are in need of legal advice or you need someone to represent you, you're going to have to get an attorney. It's just that simple. But if there was a way, a private place that you could go to to discuss matters, your personal things, their personal things, uh, with people that were like-minded, uh, maybe you jump online one day and you say, this happened to me today. First person comes back and says, well, I disagree with that. I don't think they should be able to do that. I don't think that's fair. Well, that's probably not going to be a tremendous amount of help to you. Maybe the next person comes on and says, well, I'll tell you what I would do where I similarly situated. I'd watch these YouTube videos, and then I'd go down there to my local county courthouse, go to the law library, get a law dictionary, and look up these terms. Uh, maybe the next person after that says, those all sound like great ideas. I'd also go to this particular website and check out these educational materials that might assist you in your learning. And then for you to go and do some due diligence on what you're reading, just people's suggestions, people's opinions at all. But if you did some due diligence and educated yourself, maybe the farther you got into it, you discovered that it's not as difficult as you initially thought it would be because you're focused on one single subject. And you get to a point where you've educated yourself, but now you're handling your own affairs, your own matters. Well, folks, there's nothing that like legal or unlawful about that. And that's all we're trying to do here at Statewide Communications is just very simply get people to start talking again. Of course, there's no cost to you for using statewide communications, either signing up uh, or uh, regular using of it. And so we hope that you'll pass that around. <laughs> Freedom radio. You're over the road. You don't want to deal with the call process. Maybe you're just new to your remedies from the law. You don't yet have your username and password. Therefore, you can't see the phone number in the pin. By the way, if you'd like to pick up a membership to your remedies in the law, it's very easy. Uh, you simply click the register button. So that's your uh, uh, basic information there. You'll enjoy the first 30 days for free to evaluate it. After that, it converts to a, a very affordable $10 a month on your credit card or your PayPal. And every single file is recorded. You have years of archives to go through a vast wealth of knowledge, uh, as, well, as well as many other wonderful features. So that's not an option for you today. You have freedomsradio.com. Every night, the calls go out over the air at 9 p.m. Eastern live. 
Uh, there's also a question bar there, but you can type in a question, click submit, along with during call hours, that will pop up on the moderator screen, and we do our best to read every single one of those uh, questions out over the air as long as they are appropriate. Um, so you don't get the one-on-one -on -one with the information provider like you would be by being a, a private member, uh, but you do get your questions answered. Um, there's no cost to utilize Freedom's Radio, so no matter where you are or your circumstances, you never have to miss a call again if you don't wish. All right, uh, winding down here, let's go over one last bit of housekeeping. This is your caveat emptor or your buyer beware. For any purchases you may make, if your remedy is in the law or any of the other sites underneath the umbrella of Americans Restoring America, when you come aboard and you go with an information provider, you are doing just that. Information providers pay Mr. Edward for advertising that your remedy is in the law. This payment would be an expense to that information provider along with any other expenses that they might have associated with your particular product or service. When you contact us, all we simply do is listen to your particular scenario quickly deduce from a list of hopes that honestly most of you would probably never be able to find on your own just simply because they can't be found. And we make those introductions. Uh, not every part on the information provider is always going to be successful. Everybody always hopes for the best. We plan for the best. And believe you me, we aim for the best. But unavoidable things do sometimes happen. And when they do, you have to roll with them to deal with them as you would with anything else in life. Again, we also want to emphasize, though, that the intent is always to be successful. Uh, if you have any questions of that, we welcome you to visit uh, www.yourremedyisinthelaw.com forward slash testimonials and see what others have had to say about these products and services. Now, let's touch very quickly on the subject of refunds or the refund policy. There is none. Not that your remedy is in the law anyway. Of course, when you come aboard and you go with a particular information provider, again, that is exactly what you're doing. So any discussion of a refund or a credit would be a strict and private matter between you and the information provider. And even then, that's very few and far between. It must be extenuating circumstances. Uh, you are expected to have done your due diligence uh, before you commit to any particular process or uh, information provider's time. All right, uh, lastly, pertaining here to all of the information providers at your remedies in the law, we'd like you to remind everybody that all of our speakers at these conferences are our guests and should be treated with the highest level of respect. If you disagree with something that a speaker has to say, that's fine. Disagree with how we learn, but be civil. Besides, if a question is posed properly and answered properly, then we can all learn something from it. All right, uh, that is my ramble for this evening, folks. So without further ado, it's my pleasure to turn the call over at this time to our speaker for this evening, Mr. David Rowland. Hi, Martin. Can you hear me now? I can hear you well. Okay, great. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Freedom's Radio Call. My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. It doesn't sound like that to you. Just consider something somebody else might be on a far, far away with a lot of matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. So uh, for well over a year now, uh, basically every Monday night, I've been here on these calls. And I've heard Martin say over and over again, of course, weekly, that we aim for the best. There's no guarantees of success. And just to show you how righteous I am, I want to tell you of a... Uh, not necessarily a failure, but a uh, a shortcoming of the system. Uh, I've told you for over a year that my 1994 treatise on the differences between the tax code and the IRS has prevented over a dozen indictments. And the whole shebang, the lawsuit that I mentioned over the past month and a half, with all of its exhibits, which includes the 2006 complaint that went to 80 members of Congress. All of that was handed directly to a tax grand jury. And uh, the, the man who signed the complaint or became a, a co-complainant by filing an affidavit of joinder 
uh, got to read a six-page script to the grand jury and simply pounded and pounded on Section 83 and the fact that uh, they wrote a regulation to make Americans liable and they still returned an indictment. And uh, this time, it's not uh, because the uh, subject of the investigation it wasn't because the the person was kept from testifying to the grand jury while the prosecutor lied its butt off. It's because the uh, the guy did get to testify. He got to tell the grand jury everything as best as uh, I could prepare him, and then the prosecutor lied his ass off to him and got an indictment. And uh, to sit there and tell somebody, page after page, the importance of statute, that this has all gone to Congress. The government denies nothing. They don't even have their own interpretation of Section 83. And to have the grand jury still indict somebody, those people will tell you that they're Americans. If they are Americans, I'm entitled to say this. Americans are so damn stupid, you got to keep them away from your children. How do you listen to somebody pound on the law without having been sheltered your entire life from the fact that the law, this is a nation of law. They have to be profoundly civically retarded to hear somebody rely on the law and to read the government's own memorandum from the James Back decision or the James Back case in Alaska uh, filed last September, where the government itself says a good faith misunderstanding means you're not guilty of tax evasion or failure to file. He gave it right to them, and they still returned an indictment when it was obvious he didn't believe he had a duty. What did the prosecutor say to make up for his presentation? So it's not because of one thing. It's not because the prosecutor's a liar, and it's not because the grand jury is stupid. It's because of both, inseparably. The causes of the indictment are the butt-faced ignorance of the grand jury in that town, that in that U.S. district, and the prosecutor's willingness, uh, propensity, to tell falsehoods to get somebody in prison. And when you look strictly at the prosecutor and at nobody else, you have the testimony of somebody that obviously believes they don't have a duty. And he still seeks an indictment against them when it's the same DOJ that wrote the memorandum in the James Back case in Anchorage, Alaska, that said if he doesn't believe he has a duty, he's innocent. And here's the prosecutor that sees somebody that doesn't believe for one minute he has a duty, has a bunch of reasons the government can't refute, and still seeks an indictment. How is that not a conspiracy between that prosecutor and its boss? A conspiracy against the rights of the accused. That's a federal felony, 18 U.S.C. 241. And so you have a felony committed against this guy to get an indictment. First one, a conspiracy. First act, we're going to get this guy in jail. What are you going to do to do that? Well, we're going to convene a grand jury. Bingo. Felony. Everything built on it is void. But it passes for law in America. It passes for due process. So, uh, you've never heard me promise success. I've always qualified what I have to say with, there's no guarantees you can't predict corruption. That's exactly what we have here, is a felony to get an indictment. Everything that follows is a felony. And you look at the, the justifiable homicide statute in that state, in plenty of other states, the, the citizen's arrest statute, the self-defense statute, 
in state after state after state, when you commit, if you're about to commit a felony or if you have committed a felony against somebody, they have the right to kill you. It's right there in state law. Um, My favorite is scholar.google.com. Type in the name of your state and self-defense, the name of your state and uh, uh, use of force, the name of your state and justifiable homicide. Uh, Or you can go to your statutes online webpage. Uh, like if I was in Wyoming, I'd type into my search bar, Wyoming statutes online, and cruise through my statutes and find the use for in New Mexico, it's 30-2-7, justifiable homicide, Texas, 9.23, Washington State, 9A, 16050. Just look around, it's there, and that'll tell you what your rights are to prevent a felony against your person or against somebody else in your presence. Death, if need be, can be visited upon the perpetrator. And this is its the government's home address. It's where the government lives. So you may aim to succeed. You may try your best and at all times uh, of course, if you're in the, if your heart is really in advocacy, that's what you do. You try your best. You aim to succeed. It's not always good enough because America is as corrupt as the day is long. Which leads me to my second topic. Sometimes it's uh, justifiably called a barrage, the frequency of emails I get from <clears throat> from quote-unquote gurus, uh, tax masters, experts, and uh, patriot movement leaders, anti-tax leaders. They don't know squat, and these emails I get are really disheartening when they're not absurd. And uh, people are still slicing the pie in real razor-thin slices saying, oh, this slice is different. Yeah, the whole pie, okay, it doesn't matter how thin the slice is, the whole pie is made of crap. It's going to taste the same way as the rest of the pie, the Patriot Movement pie. Oh, that assessment wasn't done by an assessment officer, and this regulation says it has to be. Great. You kill the assessment. That's good. People need that kind of relief. What does the IRS do? They simply send it up the chain for a real assessment officer to sign the assessment, and then you're back in the same trouble. This is why I don't do civil. I don't do liens and levies. Uh, I advise that you always keep your employer uninvolved in your tax matters. When you involve your employer in your tax matters, you just told your employer, I'd just as soon do without this job because they'll fire you. They're in business to make money. they got a bunch of employees depending on them to stay in business, and they're not there to fight your tax battles. So right or wrong, hit the road. They'll find a reason. You'll be working graveyard in no time. So don't involve your employer. Leans and levies. Great. Uh, it's work I won't do because they're only after your money. There's there's no great tools to use against them. You can try and try, but your success rate's going to be low. You know, one in ten clients might get some relief, and uh, it's uh, there's just not enough uh, victory in it for me. And these emails are simply incredible. My material has been almost free since 1993, 1994. And nobody's interested. 
I don't want to know about the statute that explains how to tax my paycheck, but I'm a patriot movement guru. That's what all of them have to say. Ralph Winter wrote, Howard Griswold, uh, Richard Vegetable Matter, Keith Henderson. They're just not interested. You can put the truth right in front of them. Brand new, one statute that the government can't even refute. The government doesn't train on it, and all the courts and tax court and the IRS chief counsel says Section 83 explains how to tax a paycheck, and not one of these people is even interested. What the hell is wrong with these people? You got something to do with income taxes that you're going to sell somebody else while you insist upon ignorance of the statute that determines whether or not a tax is imposed on compensation in the first place. Wow. That is not an advocate. That's a shyster. And I get these emails about what they teach, what they offer, what they do. Hey, this guy's stuff really works. Well, that sounds like a, an investment by the government. They'll let somebody succeed a whole bunch of times and then slam the door once a whole bunch of people have gone that direction. Now what do we do? Oh, follow this guy. We over here, he's doing something totally different. And everybody runs that way because the government backs off from a bunch of people and the word goes out, this guy's stuff really works. And everybody runs it. I've watched this for over 20 years. This is how it works. The government keeps you running around like chickens with your heads cut off. And they laugh about you and your children in poverty at office parties. Driving to those office parties in newer cars that they only had to work 20 hours a week to pay for. Because you know the other 20 hours, they're screwing off. They're public servants. What agency was it in uh, 2012? Uh, the EPA, I think it was. If you went to uh, google.com and did a search for agency defecating in the hallways, you'll find news stories about employees of the federal government defecating in hallways. There's no checks or balances. They're corrupt. They get away with everything they try. And it shows in their abnormalities. They're sick in every aspect of their lives. And the patriot movement is too. They're sick. I'm not interested in the statute that explains how to tax a paycheck but I've got a curriculum I'm selling online telling people I know what I'm doing. That's the patriot movement. That's sickness. And I get all these emails, like I said, disheartening to see everybody running around in confusion, uh, darting to the left, darting to the right, whichever side the fishing lure is going by them. The glittery something, the sui juris flashing spinner with a treble hook they can't see under the feathers and flashy color. They act like a bunch of spawning salmon waiting for the big fluorescent orange ball of uh, fake roe to go pull past them so they can dart off that way and bite it without thinking and just go for it. And they refuse to get into it. Something else. Now, in contrast, a crow. If you had a seagull and a crow on the grass beside the sidewalk, and you're walking up the sidewalk, and uh, they're both there to try to get a piece of a sandwich that somebody threw away, and you clap real sharp and loud, which one of those two birds will fly away? One will fly away and one will not. 
even though there's a sandwich there. It's like you got a stupid salmon that's going to bite that lure, and you got a real smart fish over here that's going to go, that's just a fishing lure, not interested. Which one of those two birds will fly away, and which one will stay if you issue a sharp clap when you're near them? The seagull will stay. The crow will fly away. It's not genetic. It's learned behavior. The crows have learned. When you hear a sharp sound like that, crows die. Because everybody shoots at crows. And so crows simply know. And they teach their, the other crows. This is what to do when you hear a sharp sound. You get the hell out of there. Any questions? <laughs> and the patriot movement is not the crow. They're the seagull. And they'll pick up a fishing lure and just chow down on it. It's something else. They're not even interested. Hey, I can prove that you have the right to arrest any IRS agent that speaks to you. Now, we don't care. We're over here... Uh, determining whether or not it was an assessment officer that issued this assessment. Because you know this regulation way over here says it has to be. Oh, okay. You pissing it? Something else. Just something else. I got a vocabulary in me. I'm being real nice. I've watched this for 20 years. I've worked for their victims. Plenty of them go to prison. Some of them don't. And I got to, this is not my conference call. I got to watch my mouth. But I got nothing good to say about the Patriot Movement. I'm not part of the movement. I never have been. I've never associated with anybody that's been part of the movement. With one exception, probably, Lamar Hardy over in Hawaii with the Research Foundation. And the, uh, probably through 1995, and there I go, 20 years back. And he was the only one, really. He was selling professional opinions that I had written about different aspects of the tax code. There it is. 20 years ago, uh, I was selling professional opinions. It was just about 20 years ago that one of my professional opinions forced them to amend the U.S. passport application. You know, you do that, that's way off the beaten path. Well, there was a uh, provision on the passport application that says, you don't give us your social security number, the IRS will penalize you $500 under tax code section 6039, capital E. And at a lecture I was doing near Portland, Oregon, 1993, uh, the guy asked me, he said, you know, I went to get a passport the other day, I had to leave without... Uh, filing an application because they said that uh, they penalized me $500 so I didn't give them a social security number. I said I'd give back to them. And I said, do you have one of those applications today? He said, yeah, I got one right here. He gave it to me. And I researched that statute, tax code section 6039, capital E. And uh, looked at the regulation and determined that the regulations only applied the statute, the regulations that implement the statute, had only applied it to people on corporate business. And so I wrote a professional opinion saying it doesn't apply unless you're on corporate business because a statute is implemented by the regulation, and if the regulation doesn't implement it all the way, it's tough luck. It's only been applied to people on corporate business. And he goes to the counter with that professional opinion and uh, they said, you didn't give us your social security number here. It's $500 penalty. He goes, here's my uh, legal opinion on that. And gives them a copy of my letter. And they said, oh, this is between you and the IRS. And issued the passport. And then the IRS, a month and a half or so later, sends in the penalty for $500. And so he sends them a cover letter, just one paragraph, saying, gosh, uh, I didn't think this applied to me. See the attached professional opinion. And he sent that off to the IRS a month and a half later, got a notice back saying, never mind, sorry to bother you, forget the penalty. 
And then a few other people did it, and so they they cite a different statute for the $500 penalty now instead of the one in the tax code. That's extremely technical work that nobody in the anti-tax movement would have thought to do, and even if they thought to do it, uh, they'd be heavily challenged, let's put it that way, uh, to come up with a viable answer. And I did it on the first try, and they amended the passport application. That's how it's done. And to this day, nobody's even interested. Uh, they'd sit back and go, gosh, no, no. Here I am in Chapter 1, they tell me, U.S. citizen, but they're doing the Chapter 24 W-4 form thing to me. How do they get Chapter 24 into Chapter 1? Well, you're too late because I knew how they did it. It was a regulation under Section 83, the statute everyone refuses to read. And the regulation said an employer can't get a deduction for cost of doing business for the wages he pays to employees unless he deducts and withholds upon them pursuant to the W-4 form. Right there in Chapter 1. You can't get a deduction for that cost of doing business unless you withhold upon those wages pursuant to that chapter over there, Chapter 24. And so in 1994, January, when I first, when I wrote, uh, filed my first briefs in my life, I wrote them in late 93, first briefs I ever wrote, I challenged 26 CFR 1.83-6, that regulation, on three different grounds. In January of 95, after probably 20 people filed a brief against that regulation in tax court, they obliterated that regulation, totally amended it. It doesn't look anything like it used to. And it had already stood for 15 years. So you missed your chance to observe the nexus between Chapter 1 and Chapter 24. Because in January of 95, they changed it because of my work 20 years ago. And people are still asking the question. They aren't interested. They're phony. They're asking the question. They don't want to know the answer. They don't want to know it. Section 83 applies to all compensation. Well, FICA wages in 3121A, FICA tips. In 31212, Federal Insurance Contributions Act, Social Security Employee, Chapter 21, Wages, Tips, and Salaries, that's compensation for services. You mean Section 83 applies to those too? Well, it says it applies to all compensation, and all the times I've been in court with this, the government doesn't deny it. Social Security is an income tax. And Section 83 explains whether or not you owe Social Security too. But nobody wants to know about it. And uh, let me share something with you. The gentleman uh, that was just indicted, despite the script I wrote for him, um, he had filed Keith Hendrickson tax returns. And so he's been indicted. That's what happens. The Patriot Movement is a pestilence on its best day. So, with the uh, the utter failure I've experienced in trying to interest people in the law, I've chosen another business. And I'm leaving law because Americans just don't care. Um, there's a whole bunch of grumbling, but nobody's seriously considering uh, removing certain public servants from office when they watch on a daily basis as these servants just stick a knife in America's back and peddle their, their style of corruption to foreign leaders, to American corporations, and the country goes down the tube. But what's important is that 
Americans are sui juris to the third power, known as an alien fusion contract. Well, you got to spare me. So I had to choose another business. I'm tired of beating a dead horse. I've been tired of it for over 10 years. This is really very late in the game, both in the, in the perspective of what I should do with my life and what I should do for America. Very late. I should have totally changed direction 15 years ago. And here I am with the same problem, trying to geek out a living among a bunch of people that really aren't interested because I'm peddling truth. And it's it's a, an inadequacy. While liberalism is a bona fide mental disorder, uh, so is patriotism as defined in America. So you got to choose, people. And I've said this on many of the last 10 calls. you got to shut off the TV, shut off the sports, choose a cause and get behind it. Confront, or uh, confront, um, confront liberals, but approach your neighbors and ask them. And I talked to you about the importance of voting for so-and-so. Or we're going to start having a meeting every other Wednesday in this banquet room on attached to this restaurant at a certain place. And we're going to be discussing the importance of, uh, of voting Republican. Because the eight years of the Democrats and all we see are that Iran's going to get an intercontinental ballistic missile from Russia. It's going to keep going on its nuclear program until it can put a warhead on the tip of it. And then New York is toast. So is Washington, D.C. And so we kind of think it's time for a change. And if you think you have something to bring to a meeting like this, we welcome your attendance. But sitting down to watch what's on the TV today, it's been this way for over 20 years. It's not worth your time. There's nothing on television, period. I'm talking 130 channels with nothing. There's nothing there. I tried it. I stopped watching TV years ago, years. And so you simply have to look at your schedule and fill it up with not leisure, but civic duty, period. There's a bunch of causes that are already formed and armies of people promoting those causes, so you don't have to dream up your own. And whether it's the resurrection of childhood instead of the uh, adult filth that the left gives children on a nonstop basis, uh, anti-gay marriage pursuits, there are a whole lot of real wholesome reasons to uh, combat what's being done to America. Choose a cause and take up all your time with it and turn off the TV. Say goodbye to the to the Reds, the Seahawks, whoever you got uh, on the weekends. And uh, you got to turn your your efforts a different direction. You really do. Uh, what you are watching, in case you were not aware, what you are watching is the destruction of America. And we're close. Democrat for president in 2016 was there. That's how close we are. One more time. See, Harry Reid in the Senate when he was majority leader for those six years, he blocked over 300 bills from the House of Representatives from coming to a, a vote on the Senate floor. That is 
Harry Reid taking away from each and every American the House of Representatives. Half of Congress was removed from relevance by Harry Reid. How is that not treason? He basically waged war against the government of America as their majority leader, and it allowed the president to rule by fiat. He never had to consider what the House of Representatives wanted. The House of Representatives was a Republican majority. How do you make them ineffective? You just don't let any of their bills go to the Senate for a vote. That's how. And they did it. They blocked it. So the president can issue all the executive orders he wants, but and half of Congress was uh, totally in favor of anything the president wanted to do. And the House of Representatives was taken out of the equation by Harry Reid. That's how it's done. And those stupid Americans that don't know anything about their own government sat back and watched. Who are the Marlins playing this week? Oh, they're playing the Giants. Got to tune into that game. That's what's important. Where are you going for the game? Oh, we're going to watch it down at the uh, the, the local bar and grill because they got all these big screen TVs. And we got a designated driver so we can we can swim in beer the whole time we're there. That's the American I know. And it makes me sick. Because I watch what's happening and everyone sits back and watches. Some people stand up and grumble. They're in the minority. And for as long as Democrats rule, everybody else sucks. And uh, uh, you're not doing your duty if it involves the patriot movement one bit. You're putting your family at risk. And what good is your family if they're in prison on a fake felony charge? You've lost the right to vote. And so the least of your political power has been taken away from you. So I sell truth. I got answers. Answers made of statutory building blocks. I'm the one that knows enough about the law to prove the law is fine. The government's lawless. While the Patriot Movement stands around, I have voluntary compliance. Really. Prove it's a tax that I volunteered into. You can't prove it's a tax because you haven't even bothered to learn about Section 83. It explains whether or not there's a tax. And they'll sell you a curriculum. And something else. So contact Martin and Michael at Your Remedy is in Law and uh, get my flash drive about the tax code, uh, three hours, 45 minutes of instruction, and you'll see me come up the tax code from several different directions, and uh, you'll see that someone actually took the time to analyze the tax code competently, exhaustively, diligently, and actually found a whole fabric of misenforcement that builds from nothing. An agency that should be in a closet in Washington, D.C., that builds the IRS nationwide. And that's the detriment of having a document as big as the tax code between you and your paycheck, like the health care bill. It's, uh, it's a behemoth. And they're hiding a whole bunch of things in there. And that's that's the stuff for another conference call. So get my materials, choose a cause, and uh, turn off the TV and go get your country. Martin, question and answer. Hello, Martin. Well, I have to leave myself before I start talking. Details, details. 
Song 2 on your keypad, folks, if you have a question. That's for everybody that's on the call with us. If you dial in a number, you put in a pin. Song 2 is the time to raise your hand for everybody else who's seen throughout the country at freedomsradio.com. Type your questions in the question bar at this time and click submit. Of course, if you're interested in uh, acquiring uh, some of Mr. Marlin's wonderful teaching services, maybe it's the criminal complaint that you'd like to be added to for any members of Congress. Perhaps it's the fundamental whiteboard flash drive, maybe the Section 83 book. Get a hold of us at youremediesinthelaw.com. You can email me directly. I'm Martin Michaels, and that email address is mm at youremediesinthelaw.com. And subscribe to the archives here at New Remedy. Uh, there's speakers every night on Freedoms Radio, and their calls are all archived there going back for years. And for a very nominal fee, they get access to speakers on a bunch of different topics, not just income tax. And if you happen to bump into Pete Henderson, tell him David Merlin wouldn't let you feed his dog. I've just been dying for a debate with that guy while he stands back and throws stones at me. Can't read the tax code to save his life. He's got no business opening his trap, and uh, I'd really love to shut it in public. Well, it sounds like that's it, Martin. All right, well, we appreciate you trying to do it, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Okay, say hi to anybody I know, and thanks, everybody. It's been my privilege and my pleasure. I'll see you next week. All right, folks. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Uh, join us again tomorrow, right? Same time, same place. We'll be having our normal Tuesday night call with Mr. Tony Davis. We'll be discussing various IRS administrative educational remedies for you to handle yourself. And so we encourage you to join us for that. Until next time, everyone have a pleasant evening and be well. The conference is now completed. Goodbye. Welcome to the conference.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.